like of a like exact moment but I'm just curious I know it really helped. So at the same time I was doing a business and I really like saw really good results the more the more me I was. Like if I was on the internet and I shared something vulnerable or something that like was kind of taboo or I shouldn't say or I just like was being my silly self, like that's when I got all the responses and like more customers and more people love me. And so I built that confidence kind of on my own outside of dating. And then I left my ex and got more confident and it kind of was like the two merging together mm-hmm. that I was like, I have so much evidence of like, yeah, when I show up as this vulnerable self, people love me the most. So I'm going to do it. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Meeting Your Soul podcast. I am Fair, your host. And this week... I have one of my friends, my confidants that I met through a a Love Boldly event, which is very accurate kind of to who she is as a person and kind of why we initially, um, I think just were attracted to each other from the beginning, but I adore, this is Kia joining us, hype girl extraordinaire, Um, also um, self-love coach as well as a human design reader and also a lover of astrology and that is a woman after my own heart, so we always have great conversations and love diving into all of the juicy details. And today's topic is we're going to talk about dating. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we are. <laughs> so I am excited to have you here. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to like make this work. And I can't wait to see what comes from it. Yes. So let's go ahead and begin. So like the foundation of what we wanted to really address, especially as both people that are, you know, coaching um, different um, women and clients and like really kind of working into this idea of confidence and like owning your worth and value. Um, I thought we could start there because I think that that's really the foundation to have like an enjoyable dating experience versus one that can cause trauma, PTSD, if you will. (laughs) So what would you say like, have you always been very like confident in the dating world or like, as that, did that shift? And like, how did that really transpire for you? Oh, I remember, I literally remember being five years old, boy crazy. I was boy crazy my whole life. Like, I just like to look at them, but I always put them on a pedestal and I had a really low self-esteem. I'd say up until like my really early twenties, when I left my ex, I just, I was always like, who would want to date me? Or if someone liked me, it was very much like, oh my gosh, I'm so lucky. Like, and then it wasn't until I saw like my worth as a woman and I started really appreciating like how special we as women are. And I took my worth outside of these men mm-hmm. and like, it was like, oh, I'm not ugly and I'm not like worthless. And then I just started getting like chased, but that it's funny. Cause that's when I didn't want to be chased. Like I was like, Oh, I'm good. I'm not interested, but it's like, you're like a magnet when you stop caring and you put, you find your own worth. It's like, you can't get people off of you, but yeah, I was not, I did not grow up confident. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's what it comes along to. Like there is something alluring about confidence. Like when someone's just really like owning who they are and they're just like in the zone, you're just like, there's something about it. It catches your eye. You can't help, but like, like look over your shoulder and see it. See them walking down the street and you're like, oh my gosh, who is that? Yes. Right. But then it's, but that's comes from within. And I think Mm -hmm. that's something that gets underestimated. It's literally like a light that shines out of you. That's like undescribable. You can just tell when someone loves themselves and like, it's confident. Yeah. It's it's the power and charisma and just the, and I think it's the overwhelming love. Like they truly love themselves. You can feel that. Right. And then they see you, you see them. And there's, I think so many walls get naturally broken down from the get-go because there's this like, openness um that comes from them and the willing they're the way they're willing to engage too yeah and I think when people like love themselves it takes away from that like competition scarcity mindset because they see their worth and so they're like very welcoming of everyone else versus when people have that low self-confidence it's like everything is a competition I can't tell you you're pretty because then you might be prettier than me but then like when people are like confident they're like we, we have like the whole world, like it's good. 
And how did that come, how did that come together for you? Like you said, like mid early twenties, like was there a shift or like, what was that trigger point for you? I just know. So I left, I wanted me and my ex broke up like three or four times that year. And I remember every single time we did it, I just got into that scarcity mindset because I hadn't really dated before him. I didn't have a lot of people like interested in me. And so I very much was like, I have to go back because what are my other options? Who else would date me? I've got two kids. Like I didn't think I was attractive. I didn't love my body. Um, And so when I was done with him, I was like, I have to like, I have to try and find my worth. Otherwise I'm just going to like, Keep repeating this. No, keep repeating this cycle and keep chasing men. And I just, I knew I always hated that feeling of like chasing a man. Like mm-hmm. the feminineness in my body was like screaming, like, this is not how it's supposed to be. So yeah. I did it on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, okay, how do we find our worth? And I did a lot of like um, shadow work and affirmations. Mm-hmm. Um, when I got into astrology, like, having some having something non-biased like not like a best friend tell me like all the things that I was born with yeah was really like wow like I have these traits about myself um but yeah it was kind of like a journey on purpose mm-hmm. so you kind of set out to with the intention truly was to like how can I accept myself more how can I love my love on myself more and like that is the only way I'm going to be able to evolve but also like to live a more happy harmonious life too yeah I was like I don't like feeling like this let's let's love myself however the hell I got to do it (laughs) let's do it but and so much and I love that you brought up shadow work first because I think sometimes we want to hide like loving yourself you're like oh I'm only going to focus on my positive things I'm only going to focus on the traits that I find favorable but like so much of like life and really loving yourself is loving all of who you are and like bringing light to the areas that you might have otherwise shied away from. Yeah. All the things you want to hide. Yeah. And that's like, I would say a hundred percent agree. So I think once I started doing like, like very specific shadow exercises, which like, you know, us in this world, we're like, yeah, obviously like we all do. It's the work, you know, you got to get in there, but once I started doing that and just starting to come to terms with like, okay, it's not that bad or like, like okay yeah I may do this but like does this really matter is this important like where where is my value how can I honor that and my uniqueness and be able to step into that and then like honing in on like what makes me different than everybody else yeah because when you start doing the work those things seem so big and scary and then you work on it and it's like oh like it was not that big of a deal it was just like the unknown that seems really scary Absolutely. One, I think that is extremely accurate. And it's something because I think it's so scary because we have this idea in our mind, we've got this programming that it's like, unlovable, you know, or that part of why it put into your shadow, because it's like you weren't, it wasn't accepted as a child, or you weren't shown love for it. So you're like, now I have to subconsciously hide it. Yeah. But then once you like, welcome it and embrace it then it's like everything just like kind of falls into place I feel like you almost get rewarded for like being able to like see all the facets of who you are and like really embrace them yes we could probably talk about this for a very long time but like when we get into that because I think that there is then you lean into this like confidence like this embodied like representation of who you really are but along with dating like someone's not just dating the best qualities of you. Like they're also dating these other parts of you too. Uh So they need to know, they need to see all that shit. So that like, we're all, this is me, take it, leave it. This is who I am. Yeah. Do you remember the first guy where you like came straight out the gate? Like, Hey, this is like me and all my like realness. Like, I don't like, I don't mind. Like how do cause like, okay. The reason why I bring this up is Mm -hmm. because in my mind, I like, I'm working on this myself, especially within the dating world. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to be hundred percent me from the very moment that we speak. I'm not going to like try to censor myself. I'm not going to try to say the right answers. Like I'm going to say what I really feel. And with that, there's like this, like, I, sometimes I like shrink or like, I get scared. Like, oh, how are they going to respond? Oh, or like, yeah. What if they stop talking to me after I say this? Or what if they like, don't want, they don't like me anymore. And now I'm at a point where I could give zero fucks but I would say that took a little bit of practice 
Yeah, I think when I left some my longest relationship and I started dating again, I've always been someone who really hasn't had a filter. Like my yeah. mom's brought up a million times. Like you always made me feel embarrassed. You said the things you shouldn't say. But I just like I've always been the person like if I want to order seven things on our date, I'm gonna I'm gonna eat them and I'm not gonna like be like oh like much love to any woman. But I'm just like if I want to eat, I'm gonna eat. I'm not gonna like starve myself for your pleasure or no. I'm gonna burp in front of you if I'm a burper. Like you're gonna get it now, so I'm not like putting. I just think it's so tiring pretending to be someone you're not. And so I'm like I'm gonna do it from the beginning. And if you don't like me, you don't like me but I like who I am so let's just let's get it over with on the first day <laughs> you're like if this is a deal breaker for you then like why there's really no point in us talking anymore there's the floor. <laughs> yeah. so but like did that come up during that time like in your 20s like when you were doing this kind of self-study or like was there progression like was it like slow little like inching in or do you like I also like do you even remember I don't know if it was like that um like of a like exact moment but I'm just curious I know it really helped so at the same time I was doing a business and I really like saw really good results the more the more me I was like if I was on the internet and I shared something vulnerable or something that like was kind of taboo or I shouldn't say or I just like was being my silly self like that's when I got all the responses and like more customers and more people love me and so I built that confidence kind of on my own outside of dating and then I left my ex and got more confident and it kind of was like the two merging together that mm-hmm. I was like I have so much evidence of like yeah when I show up as this vulnerable self people love me the most so I'm gonna do it yeah so yeah it's kind of the same time yeah it was positive reinforced yes as well as within like probably friendships and even in the dating realm too yeah Huh, that's really interesting I love because it's like people are like oh well, it has to be in these settings it's like no like you can find self-acceptance and self-love and confidence in all different areas of your life and then I feel like it kind of permeates through everything after that yeah I think oh, so too. that is really beautiful I love thank you for sharing that I know because being vulnerable is scary I think that there is this like intimidation I have, like heavy Scorpio placements too so there is a voice that's like show nothing about yourself conceal conceal <laughs> stay yeah. a mystery stay a mystery and I also I just love connecting deeply with people like I love it if like the first time I was hanging out with a girlfriend or like on a date if he told me his deepest darkest secrets he's like hey this is why I'm insecure like now I love you more and so I kind of I kind of learned that that I was like people love it when I do it and I love it with other people like I hate small talk I don't really I don't think either of us care how our day was like we want to know like what upset you who made you jealous like what's going on with your mom like those are the things we want to know so I kind of just I got more comfortable being vulnerable yeah well and it's like the more vulnerable and more honest and real that we are like that's when you that's builds trust it brings a foundation Mm -hmm. of like honesty and like um like rawness that I think we're all seeking and we don't get a lot of like I think in a lot of areas of our life you know you're not necessarily like divulging your life story well sometimes I do to like the the sales clerk like I keep it I'm like today's my rough day I'm gonna be honest they're like how's your day I was like it's been shitty but thank you for asking how's your day they're like they're like we had to respond in a pause or like a like authentically and I was like that's the only way I live but I think that more often than not a lot of times people don't do that it's like fine and then you just kind of move along but then you can see it you're like that's bull caca like I can see you're not fine let's let's not say we're fine (laughs) you're like well and that's the thing is like again building trust that's like where you really start to develop to know someone like the real someone and that's what resonates that's what sticks that's when you want to like continue to talk to them because you actually feel you got a little piece of them when you're with them yeah and you're building that connection there's like so much mystery when you're like doing small talk and you're not like sharing about yourself like it's the little like real pieces of you that's like oh like I want to see more of this person or like I can actually see them yeah and then that's like where true, I think romance and everything develops from is this common understanding. I was just listening to this Jay Shetty podcast and he was talking about how it takes like a hundred hours of spending time with someone to consider them a friend. 
wow. I was thinking about that with like dating I was like that's a lot of hours you know that's crazy and like to really like trust them you know and so then you think of like over the course of time like when you're building a relationship or a partnership like if those hours aren't spent like really diving in mm, and, like, true, yeah. like then you have nothing to grow from and like how like how are you spending those times even the minutes with someone in like a more authentic way that kind of makes me think about like you know when you first start dating someone and you can get that like um lovey-dovey crush like oh they're so cute and they were fun and yeah. you can like some people can kind of get that obsession like I wonder what they're doing or like I'd love to see them all the time when you don't know a lot of them but when you when they kind of break down those walls and they let you know a lot about them or they like tell you secrets or like about their childhood then it's more of a normal healthy like it's like a healthy crush because it's like they become normal like there's no more secrets but you put them on this pedestal when they're such a mystery yeah like when they don't share a lot about themselves right like sometimes it's easy to keep them at a distance to keep the mystery of it and but then it's like once you bring those layers down but then that's when it feels like you can actually see a future with someone I don't think you can see a future with someone if they're still like this like almost like shiny object far away it's almost like how you view celebrities that like don't share a lot about themselves it's like oh they're so mystery and so like but then it becomes much more normal when they share about themselves and like oh, they're actually a real person and they go to the grocery store and someone's broken their hair. It's like, okay, this is much more normal and healthy. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that that's, again, we like really see, like we feel like we know them. Then it's like, I feel like I know who you are versus just this image or projection of who you think you should be or how you want the world to view you and see you. Mm -hmm. Oh, I do. I love this. I, so, and then I think that that, the more, but I think that can only occur when someone feels confident and secure with who they are to be able to let people in. And so, yeah, yeah. And like doing your own self work before even getting into the dating scene, I think is critical. Like, I don't think you can really have a positive experience with it unless you're fully confident within who you are, because like, you're going to get ghosted. You're going to have people not respond. Things are going to happen. And like, if that's crushing you like constantly or hurting your ego or like making you feel less than, then it's like, if you can't take it with a grain of salt and like recognize that's not a depiction of your worth. I I don't like, I just personally, I don't think I would have been like, I wouldn't, I would not enjoy it as much as I do. I think if it was that way, like I've been ghosted, I've had dates canceled. And when I did have low self-esteem, like those things did crush me. Like those things were like, wow, I'm going to be sad for the rest of the day. But when you do get more confident, it's like, this has nothing to do with me. Like, yeah it might sting for a couple minutes but I'm gonna move on with my life versus like making it your whole personality I mean like they hate me and my world is ending Uh, and like and they don't like me and then no one yes and you see something yeah yeah well like you almost apply it like you absorb it as like a part of who you are versus just like one person's perception or even it could be like and you know it's hard to not take things negatively when it comes down to that but it's also like they could be doing a bunch of other stuff or maybe they had like a family emergency like you never really know what's going on so maybe the universe is literally saving you from someone cuckoo (laughs) (laughs) no that has actually happened that has happened what do you mean this man reached out like he was the first one that's like you're so beautiful I'd love to take you to dinner and drinks like the rest of the guys were like hey come to my place tonight and I was like (laughs) no thank you yeah. I was so excited and then I you know did my little Instagram dig he dressed cute he knew someone I knew I was oh, like takes yeah. to my friend and I was like oh my gosh I found a normal man <laughs> and then I find out that on first dates uh he whips out his family jewels he has a wife <laughs> he, oh I thought you were talking about his balls for some reason I was like he just well, his, his his yeah. no he does on the first date like without like the woman will drive and he'll whip it out in the passenger seat it's having a multiple woman um he'll not bring his card like his money uh he has a wife he has um charges against him so he can't he canceled the date and I was like oh sad like you're like I really like (laughs) the universe was like you're welcome 
Yeah, you would have gotten literally flashed a dick. You would have got a dick flash later on the car ride in. Are you kidding? That's like, that's sexual harassment. Like I was like that is like really it absolutely is. But then, um, oh yeah, and then women would say like if they canceled on him, like he would stalk their family, verbally abuse them for weeks, like get oh. new numbers to harass them. Like this guy was he was something else. He's a psycho. Like that is so scary. Have you um heard of that one? It's like a Facebook page and it's like, have you dated him? Are we dating the same guy? Are we dating the same guy? Yes. If you're not on this and you're in the position. Oh, I'm in it. I'm in it. Yeah, you and my sister sent it to me and she's like, I know you've been dating on apps. You need to join this like website and like put people on there. And um I just have, so many times. Have you do you have you like seen people that you know multiple, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, I have one of my um, friends, her ex was on it actually. And it was just like the worst. And I was like, oh my gosh. And so like, anyways, and then like, I have family that's been on it. I was like looking through, I'm like, you never know. You never know. Boys be, be careful. Cause you might be on this website and bitches are talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> the game is up. <laughs> the game, the jig is up. You're on this website. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Sorry, I totally got distracted there for a second. But it is, it's nice because like there's some guys that have an MO, they have some things and they're really like sketchy and the how they handle and treat women is so un, but like toxic. And like, I'm sure you have your own shit and that's why you do things like this. But like, it's so not appropriate or okay. And it's good that people are getting called out. I think it needs to happen more just so it prevents it from occurring in the future. Because when like most of them are really, really, really good actors, yeah. And then these women have these intuition and the men will talk them out of their intuition. Like you are crazy. Look at me. I'm a good guy. And so this girl's ignoring her intuition because he's gaslighting her. He's like, I know, you know, I'm crazy. But let's keep this going. <laughs> you're, you're, like, you're like crazy. You're like, actually, I looked you up on this website and I have like four other girls that have told me this screenshot of the conversations and sent that shit to you. I, I know I am not the crazy one. You are, sir. You are. But that's, yeah, that is, thankfully I've had like, I haven't had some terrible experiences like all the guys always end up being super nice, but I'm really selective of who I actually end up meeting up with. And like, wow. we'll talk for a little while and I get a good gauge of them. And I feel like I do, like I trust my intuition, like without a doubt. And so I think I'm just like, mm, nope, like if it doesn't feel right, I'm not going into it. But then the guys just are so nice. They're like almost like too nice. And then I'm like, oh, I need a little more edge. But I think then it's always safe because I know that at least they're like kind, respectful men. And I think that that's more important than anything else. Yeah. And I think trusting your intuition when it like those spidey senses, like when something goes off, like there's a reason why and like believing yourself and like being able to not put yourself in dangerous situations because dating can be, you know, you're like putting yourself out there, you're meeting up with people you don't know. It's like, it can be a safety issue. So trusting yourself in those is important. Yeah, I always, I always tell like my girlfriends in particular to like, when you get that hit to trust it and yeah. not go to like a group, of course, if you have like past traumas, this can influence it, yeah. but you can get that, that like nudge, like you can meet a man or be texting him and be like, something's off. And then you can go to your friends or your mom and be like, look, he seems normal, but something seems off. And yeah. someone can talk you out of that intuition so I always encourage people to trust it on your own and like be very confident in it because every time I talked myself out of it, that is how I have had the craziest dating stories. <laughs> like, like men who sent me to therapy, all of that, every time I've ignored it. So trust it. <laughs> okay. If you don't mind sharing or what is a story, like one where you're like, you will never even believe this, that this occurred um I'll like wrap up a few like key points like so I go up to Seattle to meet him on a date he has no date planned uh when I go to meet him he's like what car do you drive what do you mean I tell him he's like yeah your car's nicer I'm coming over comes over hops in my car mm. uh, has no plan of like places to go uh I we're supposed to be meeting for dinner yeah he's like, yeah you already ate so we go to Shake Shack uh he he sits in the car while I go order food and while I pick it up he doesn't come out to join me to pay for it are we on a date like what are we doing 
he takes oh we go to get wine he forgot his card he's like i'll venmo you later never been must be we go oh. to a park we go to a park um he sits there he's like can hold no conversation just sits there and stares at me like whispering that i'm so pretty um doesn't like does not how to just not how to talk like he doesn't know how to create conversation or ask me questions all he wants to do is smoke he says he's found like the best weed in washington doesn't want to leave washington because his mom lives here he doesn't even want to travel outside of washington um oh my gosh uh a bunch of other things but then i was like how can i leave because he's in my car like <laughs> I'm gonna drop you off on the corner um I'm so like, then he suggests suggests he's like want to come back and watch a movie I was like here's my chance <laughs> this is back when I was a worse communicator but I was like yeah let's meet at your car and we'll meet at your place so we yeah. go to his car um I go on the freeway drive home yeah um the next day he's like I thought we had a really great day like what happened I was like oh I had to go like pick up my kids um and then he's and then I ignore a call and then he starts sending me pictures of his dick like five or six of them I block him but my phone glitches and his stuff keeps coming yeah then he sends me videos and then he sends me actual porn (gasps) but I knew I knew in my stomach the minute he got in my car I was like something's off about him yeah. like something's off but I ignored it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what in God's name would drive a man to do something like this you know like did you think she like do you think does a guy actually think a woman wants those things like do you think I'm gonna get so some of them actually like random videos I think they do like I think some of them are so like so far out of touch that they think it's like a magic stick and they're like if she I'm like I could go on any corner and find one like it's not something rare (laughs) I don't want it it's not pretty it does not like it's not photogenic it never is no unless I'm like explicitly begging you never different but we're in a different place that the date has gone a completely <laughs> different direction and then if I'm begging you please do but okay sorry I'm gonna I would get inappropriate but oh man that is wild that's terrible and I'm missing like 20 other parts to the story I just wrapped it up real quickly but yeah and he never sent me the Venmo for the wine either <laughs> can you not send me a dick pic and can you actually just send me cash on Venmo is actually more of what would be watching. I, would, I would appreciate that far more thank you oh my gosh that's so bizarre I'm trying to think of like a terrible I've never had like where a, a didn't like a bad intuitive nudge I did go on a date with this one guy who's a little bit younger than me which I tend to not because of the this exact reason um but he we went and he was really cute and he was really tall but he was like definitely very conceited and we had good conversation for the most part but he definitely went in and kissed me like straight out the gate which I do like someone that's a little at more the end of the day? is at the end of the date and he was a good kisser and so like we did kiss and I was fine with that but then the next so it wasn't terrible but he had like some weird things and I was like I don't know it's just like there's something about him like he thinks he's way too cool and he's not and so it just like bothered me in that way because I was like you're really not that cute like you might you are cute but like you're not like the best looking guy I've ever seen like and you're really treating yourself like you are anyways so then we <laughs> sound like such a bitch I don't care but um, <laughs> that's like how I was feeling about it at the end yeah yeah and then the next day he calls me I was working all day and so he's like what are you up to today do you want to come meet up and I was like so I was like oh like actually it's like and he was like best date I've been on and like god knows when like I really enjoyed hanging out with you last night and I was like oh okay like I don't know if I would necessarily say the same but (laughs) thanks for the compliment and so we're like we're talking all day and then I'm like yeah I'm gonna work and you know I'll I'll wrap things up around seven or eight and I had like a busy schedule that day so like finished up everything I'm like so what are you up to now he's drunk at a bar by himself and so then he's like come pick me up I'm like at this bar and I can't get home and I was like well there's no problem (laughs) that's like not my and he was like yeah come over like let's watch a movie and I'm like, I want to just 
<laughs> yeah I was like uh okay I was like well where do you live where are you at like send me more details like this just seems a little like far-fetched at this point and I had already worked like a full day so I was like exhausted so I was like yeah I like I'm not against going over and just like watching a movie with you but like at the same time like you sound wasted and like your your text messages are not making sense which this is talk about red flags red flag so I'm like okay this is a red flag but like whatever and that you feel so comfortable to like do this like with me and like you've just met me once but so then the next day or no so that same night then he calls me and he's like talking to this guy at the bar so then he puts us on speakerphone and it's like him and this other dude talking to me and then he's like she's like yeah I met her last night she's super cute and he was like you're gonna come over and pick me up right like I'm about to leave she's about to come he, he's like you'll see her in a few minutes and I'm like bruh I never said I was actually picking you up anyway so then he's like say he was like um he was like yeah I was like so you into asshole like are you into like he was like can we have anal sex and I was like wait what and he was like yeah anal sex he was like I bet you would and I like literally I was like I and I just hung up the phone and I was like please do never call me again and he was like he's like are you kidding me I was like no you are, are you kidding me <laughs> are you kidding are you kidding me I am appalled right now I am like literally so annoyed and he was drunk so like whatever don't even remember his name he literally <laughs> treated you like he was on a DoorDash app like let me order some coochie <laughs> <laughs> like yeah yes yes and I was hell what lord and I was like oh my god and I was like did I give the vibes that I would be okay with this but I was like I don't think I I think he was just like I I don't think I'm the first one he's done that to to say and yes, that's had to have worked somehow somewhere <laughs> and somehow that would actually like, worked out in his benefit and I was thinking about afterwards I was like does this work? like I was like does like did he actually think that was going to end well for him like I just don't what's sad is that if someone had like a really really low self-esteem and he, they got that call they'd be like oh my gosh he really likes me let me do what I can to please him yeah and I was like no girl girl and that's <laughs> recognizing your worth and like and then we are going to talk about this too we got a little we've got a little sidetracked but we're back we're back on track <laughs> but like having a list having an idea of what you want in someone yes. a partnership and in a relationship and in another another individual that you're building a life with I think is so key and I think it's saved me from a lot of these moments because like as soon as something like this occurs or if I feel like if we're just like synced up in certain areas it's like I'm good you know like I know what I want and I'm gonna go for that and like I'm kind of okay in the meantime like I have I'm very content with my life that like I don't need to have some filler and like you know if you want that you can have that but like just always having in your mind like what your true intentions are and what what you feel like is your uh, like your um, standard I think two things that help with that is knowing your boundaries before you're dating and you go on the date like hey if do I want to kiss someone yes or no and then you go into it and then if it happens you already like you had that conversation with yourself yeah. but also being comfortable being on your own mm-hmm. is key because then you're not just going to settle for some lame ass date or some lame ass guy just for the company or just because he's there you're like actually I have a lot more fun by myself I'm going to choose this rather than settling yeah. that will save you from like the worst dates and the worst people and like people that just tear you down or bring you down or make and I feel like around someone that doesn't value you it's like you almost feel worse about yourself just being with them right yeah because if you treat yourself good you're gonna recognize who doesn't you're like dude I treat myself better I'm not gonna invest any more time into you no and time and energy is the most precious things that we have in this world and like to be able to like respect that for yourself is I think absolutely like pivotal in order to find someone that does and then when you do then it's like oh like none of these guys like even hold a finger to this and this is like why like this makes more sense why I was doing that but uh, yeah I have I I think that that's a really great point and I'm happy that you brought that up because I think that that's like that starting like the stepping stone to be able to like be comfortable in like your own skin being alone so that you don't just like give in to like these lame ass dudes random ass guys that really don't deserve our time yeah, and then you can be comfortable walking out of a date or saying no or speaking up for yourself. Yeah, uh, I think when you're like not comfortable being by yourself or just any company is good company, you'll find yourself in really not fun situations. 
Oh, and and then it's like yeah, and like recognizing your own worth is just such a key part of that, and that that's not dependent on you being in a relationship or like your partner doesn't necessarily like represent who you are in this world like you do. Yeah, I don't think you have to be like a hundred percent healed person to go into dating because that's not that's not realistic. But if you have like some self worth and like you've done some work on yourself, that's like you're going to have so a, such such a better time dating than if you go into it like looking for company or just like any company is good company and just looking for any kind of attention you give it to yourself first yeah you time. yeah well and like if you treat yourself a certain way like we treat others how we treat ourselves so it's like if you're treating yourself a certain way and like you're showing yourself respect like then that's like you're asking that that's like that's a bare minimum for what that other person needs to offer you too and if they're not giving that to you being so clear about and being okay with being able to walk away if that's the case and I I think everyone should view dating as like abundant like Mm -hmm. the world is massive and there are so many people out there that will love and adore you and Mm -hmm. so as soon as you see those red flags being able to say like I will find another person instead of but like but he likes me or but he's right here or but what if there's not another guy well and like even just the abundance mindset and like life and then applying it specifically within dating I think is yeah it gives us the opportunity to say like if this doesn't work out it's okay because there's more that's gonna come something better Mm -hmm. yeah and like oh I think that is so I've had to remind myself of that a few times and then also not go to the extremes to be like if you are not perfect then like don't even speak to me but then also like recognizing no one's a finished product we're all growing we're all evolving but like we're like how do we think what matters to me and like finding someone that fits that I think is really the only thing that um is important yeah it's like the happy medium not knowing they're human and you have flaws and they have flaws but like having an abundant mindset when it comes to like are they like talking shit about you to you? Like, are they being mean to you? Are they mean to your family? Like kind of more serious red flags or if they're crossing your boundaries, then you're like, hey, there's plenty more fish in the sea. Mm -hmm. But it's like, hey, if we've got a couple things wrong with them, so do you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's got got a few flaws, but like flaws and red flags, I think are two very different things. Right. Like his height is one thing, but him like putting his hands on you, those are some different things. Yes. Or like habits or like how he treats his family or his parents or like his mother or like, you know, if he has children, how he like shows up as a dad, I think is like a dad. Yeah. Too. Oh, I know. But, and that's actually like a part of my, like, so I, so I wrote out my list. We were, I, we were talking about this beforehand. Viola Davis um, did this. She was on an interview with um, Oprah. I love anything Oprah. And so then I was like, oh, and I, she was like, I wrote out my list. And then I was just very clear about what I wanted. Um, Lauren London also, it wasn't Lauren London. No, it's Lori Harvey. I love Lori Harvey too. Um, she was also talking about it on her Instagram. She's like, I know what I want and I just refuse to settle. And I was just like, this is, and such a powerful woman. And like both people are. And I was like, I love that because I think that we do have this expectation of timelines or like how long things have elapsed or like, you know, when we need to be in certain partnership or different milestones that when we let go of that and recognize our own unique journey, then we're able to like really step into like what was meant for us in the first place and to allow and receive, I think a little bit more too. And not give yourself like a, if I'm not married by 30, something's wrong with me. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Not giving yourself those deadlines. And I think that can, when you give yourself those deadlines, mm-hmm. it can give you, you'll let, you'll get led into scarcity. Like, oh my God, I haven't met anyone. Something's wrong with me or I'll settle for this guy because he's around and this is my deadline for my life. Yeah. Yeah. And it, like the, there's no one else is putting that expectation on you other than yourself, you know, and maybe you know, moms might be popping in here and there, like, you know, different family members or friends. And I think more often than not, because they care, like, I think it's always good intentions, but recognizing your own, like, what do you want? What works for you? And also finding someone that really like brings you joy. I think I was very fortunate to be in a relationship with someone for a really long time that really brought me a ton of joy. And I really enjoyed being like, I loved being around that person. And also I felt really like cared for and loved by them. And so like, now that I've experienced that, even though we had our own issues, like I do feel like that is like my, like that is 
like a non-negotiable for me like I need to feel like a friendship is like the foundation of why we spend time together and that like you make me laugh and I actually like want to hang out with you versus someone that you're just like maybe on paper looks great but is a total dud in real life no 100% I dated this guy for quite a while but he was the first person that like never once did he say anything negative about me not my body not anything like everything was constantly positive yeah so it raised that bar like if I date you and you start talking down on me like it's peace out dude I don't care how perfect you are like that is a non-negotiable and I know it's possible yeah well and that that is like how I deserve to be treated and like I will take that's how I treat myself why would I let you like bully that's how you treat them too you know it's like I'm gonna treat you I'm gonna hype you up I'm gonna make you feel good about yourself and like that's like what partners friends anything you know any relationship should be like in your life Mm -hmm. but I think over time you learn those things like you know like you don't Uh, recognize it at first or like you don't know that and then later you're like okay like I really love this about that relationship or I really love that about that guy. I didn't like this, but I really love these things, you know, and like kind of crafting together, like, okay, what is that ideal relationship for me? And again, no one's perfect, but like at least having a general idea in your mind of what really matters to you. I think it helps. I tell my friend this all the time. If you go into dating for like the fun and the experience versus like everyone is my husband. So like, oh, I can't marry this guy. My husband has to be six foot. Okay, but he could teach you a lesson or he could take you on trips and you could have really good experiences and you could, he could introduce you to something that you're like, oh, this is now something I need. Mm-hmm. And just, you'll feel so much more abundant about dating if you're going into it with like such a carefree attitude versus like, is he my husband? Yes or no? you're like and then that makes it more playful and then I think you're more like genuine and more like he's going and like the pressure gets like alleviated from the situation so that everyone can just be more and flow and whatever that means for that and then there's like not so much jealousy like okay if he is dating other women cool so am I like I don't know if I want him to be my husband yeah I'm so I'm curious do you have a roster do you keep a roster I'm it's been so I was on the apps until I want to say February or March mm-hmm. and then I dated this guy who like like I wanted my whole world to end that's how much like that's how much mentally he messed with me so I stopped dating for maybe a month or two and I'm open to it I don't really want to get back on the date get back on the dating apps yeah. but I've been meeting people organically oh. like in person. But no, just like out and about, or like how? Yeah, like, I I said I have no rasta. I'm empty. I know. Well, when I was, whenever I first started dating again, my girlfriend's like, "Oh, you gotta get a roster. I was like, "Wait, what?" And she was like, "No, you need to have like four guys on your bench and then one star player." And she's like, "And you rotate through. They kind of fluctuate, but like that's like just like a good thing." She's like, "Then you never put too much pressure on one guy to be the one. You know, like you have fun. They keep you entertained." I was like. I got so much other stuff going on how how do you keep four guys or five guys I never had that many people but when I I think when I dated before I used to do that like I'd have like a couple people but it wouldn't be like we're talking all day every day because that's just so overwhelming I'm like because I'm I'm a very deep person like it's kind of all or nothing I don't want to small talk with you when we're in person I want to dive deep but yeah no roster not dating right now I know I'm taking a little bit of a break and I think that that's so beautiful in its own right well I've gotten really close to my best friend and she is just like she's filled everything in me that I'm not seeking that from like a man and it's not like I'm depending on her but it's just such a healthy like thriving friendship that I'm like oh like I really don't care to go on dates like I'm having so much fun with her or like she gives me words of affirmation yeah. all the well, and like having a good solid group of girlfriends, I feel like is so like healthy. And it's like getting that like kind of almost um not affection, but like kind of like a connection from like other females within your life to be able to lift each other up, be there, like talk to each other. Like I think women need that engagement far more than necessarily like men do necessarily. Well, like, and you know, I don't want to make that assumption, but I think at least speaking for <clears> myself. I need to have my good group of girls. And I, I think I love, I've always had like a solid group of girlfriends, but then when I was married, I like 
you know, husband becomes the main thing. We had yeah. family. It was just like, that was what I mostly like paid attention to. And then to be able to lean into having like this solid group of women around me has been such a blessing. And now like, again, I, I think I'm in a similar boat, like so much fun. Like I was t- telling Kate earlier, I was supposed to go on two dates. Sorry if you watch this. Um, so my bad. My bad. <laughs> the guys that I do is let's go to date with watch this. I do sincerely feel bad about it. But I'm one of my girlfriends having a bad day. And I was like, she's like, I just kind of need to like have my girls with me today. And I was like, I got you. And like canceled and like spent the day with them and like had an absolute fucking blast. We had such a great day. And I was like so content. And then I was but I'm, I'm grateful. I'm really grateful that I have that within my life to where like, again, we're not filling in like some random dude that doesn't really matter just yeah. to, to get that, you know, from, um, just your- to have a guy around. Yeah. Cause like you can find it in so many other ways and mm-hmm. like having that, like what it, like, I remember my mom used to say, she's like, you shouldn't try to fit a guy. Like, was it fit your world around a man? Like have a man naturally fall like into place within your life. And when everything's together, like they enhance it instead of like you feeling like it needs to revolve around them. You add value to my life rather than like you become my whole life. Yeah. And then I think that that became like, there's less codependency. Like it just becomes a more balanced relationship. Yeah. So I definitely can fall into the codependency just because I love to, I love to nurture. I love to take care of people. And so then I (laughs) I love to like, I like, I want to be needed a little bit, you know, I like to feel like dependent. Like you want another mother? I'll be your mother. (laughs) Trust me. (laughs) My last couple of relationships, they like, it really was. And like, I just, I didn't mean to and I you know therapy different like self-study to be able to recognize in myself how I created that dynamic within the relationship too because that wasn't healthy for either one of us and yeah. like I but I leaned into it and so now I'm just like more aware of it but I think now it's like I don't need to be needed I like feel validated in who I am but then also like I am a wife like that is like I I give wifey vibes for life like I will always like I'll take care of you. I'll make sure you're like, everything's done. Like, you know, like, and I'm not trying to be like a housewife, but like, there are certain things like I do like to nurture. I do like to like treat my man. I'm like, the opposite. Like, I can turn that off until like a couple months in and then like, it comes out of nowhere. <laughs> like, I'm like, you're not getting it until you deserve it. I know well. And, and, but then like, I know straight out the gate, if someone like, I'm pretty quick when I go on a dates now, you got three strikes you're out three red flags I'm yeah yeah out of there and then like someone doesn't fit like what I'm looking for and I just know intuitively kind of how that's the case and like if I don't really like I I don't feel excited to speak to you or talk to you I don't actively seek it out I don't think of like I don't want to like think about them all the time but like I do want to like you know I want someone to naturally just pop into my head and be like a little bit of a spark (laughs) yeah like I think that that's like if I don't feel that if I don't have that it's kind of like hmm like I'm good but like if I do have that then like I'm so present I'm so in it and like I feel like then I think any guy that I've like really been somewhat serious with they feel that from me and because I do pour I like I think I have an overabundance of love I I have have a bigger capacity to love I think than most well I think we all do but like I do like I just pour into people and I think that they feel it very much so and but it's beautiful and it's like an equal exchange and I think then that is it creates like again wifey vibes then they're like I could like both guys have like gotten kind of serious they're like I could see myself marrying you like pretty early on and I'm like that's like, a little oh, red flag to me that you're saying you. this really <laughs> but I like it's a compliment and I appreciate it and I think it's because I I like to be in partnership I'm very okay in solitude but I am truly I think I am meant to be a partner and mm-hmm. I recognize the strength in my, my my strengths in that realm too. So I recognized early on, like I'm a really good listener and I'm a really good like conversationalist. And so like I'll ask them about everything in their life and I genuinely listen, like phones away at like great eye contact, I'm listening. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't get that a lot. And so they're like they feel heard for the first time or they like feel comfortable to tell like secrets. Yeah. And so I'm like, ah, date was average. And they're like, you're the one like when's our next date and I'm like hey <laughs> you're like but then like that like how wonderful would the world be if everyone actually like truly listened and like really did try to like show up and see people and like when you feel seen like that I think that's what everyone's seeking 
Yeah, well, I've noticed the difference uh, being reciprocated, like being around friends who do listen and like their phones where you're like, I want to tell a story and they're like actually listening versus people who are like distracted. I keep going. And it's like, oh, I kind of feel like crap when you do that. <laughs> well, it doesn't make you feel good. Like no one likes that, you know? And I think that there's yeah. like recognizing it. And like, you know, everyone has the best intentions, but I think that there is a lot of, that's where connection happens. That's where you can like actually like build upon with someone. Yeah. So. Well, I love you. And I'm so glad to like chat and like be here and just like have this like conversation. So I think it's so needed. And I love that it really like stemmed from this idea of self-love and confidence and like being able to recognize your worth and like knowing that that's going to transpire into more successful relationships and more genuine like partnerships. But um, is there any other, like one little piece of advice that like, if someone would take one thing away from this, like podcast that, that you would want them to take? Oh, I would, I would just say like, put yourself first. And that means everything like date yourself and know what you like. And you know, don't like, if you made plans with yourself and then a date comes up, like honor that. And like, just see, put yourself on the pedestal and your dating life is going to thrive. Yeah. Lean into that full feminine queen energy. Oh, like, yes. Yeah. Like women are supposed to be chased. Like you yeah. really are the prize. You, you're, you make life. Like life is nothing without us as women. We are nurturers. Men need us. Yeah. Mix runs the world like you and you have it like you are the gate to it so see yourself as that prize and other people will recognize that in you mm-hmm. honor your sacredness yes mm, I love that thank you so much for being here I am excited to have all of you guys listen in too thank you for listening into our conversation how can people find you if they are curious about how to stay in touch um, my Instagram is my full name. It is K-I-A-O-R-A-T-A-H-I. Kiorotahi. Yes. I love your name. I love the way you say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, coaching, um, human design, all the things. Check her out. That be a positive platform. Mm-hmm. And also so hilarious, the best content out there. I always like, I actively seek you out. So it always makes me chuckle and you just bring me so much joy. So thank you. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, until we meet again, Madea. Bye, I love you. See you later. Love you all.